Welcome back to another Tuesday catch-up. Uh, today is a bit nerve-wracking for me. Imagine talking to one of your kind of food, low-carb food heroes, uh, Catherine <laughs> Nuremberger, that's sugarfreelondoner.com, in your kitchen. I mean, then you can probably understand the anxiety. Uh, Catherine, welcome to UK Low Carb. I'm glad to be here. It's good to have you back. And your episode, I think, was recorded in March originally, the, the one that went out in uh, probably... Well, sort of April time. Um, and the world is so different now, isn't it, compared to where we were then? Um, oh, I just remembered, I better put on the timer because, of course, this is a 10 minute chat. So I've done that now, and you've, you'll see which alarm she's chosen later. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how are you getting on roughly with, you know, lockdown and everything? You've, you've got teenage children as well, have, aren't you? So, how's it all going? Yes. Yeah. So, I've got uh, two kids, um, they're 14 and 16. So, obviously, they're not in school at the moment. They are in school, but not in school. So, actually, my daughter, who's in year nine, you know, she's doing lessons in the kitchen right now. My son, um, for him, lessons have finished because he was in that year group that um, didn't do the the GCSE. So that was a bit of a downer for him. That must be um, really hard. I mean, he must have worked so hard for two years to then get told. Exactly, exactly. Happening. So, I mean, obviously he was not looking forward to the exams, but the exams as, you know, sort of the... Um, the end to all of this, all of this work, and so he was. He wanted to do them, and I think you know this whole year group was feeling a bit disappointed and deflated about it. That everything has just ended so weird, and they're, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they never got that big party. You know, they didn't get the closure in a way. And also, I, I know as a teacher myself that some students, and I think I was like this as well. Some students kind of get by the two years, and some students then really need, I think, from Easter to the exams to really get their head down, to get to the point where they're ready to sit the exam. But they get assessed instead on their assessments from two years ago where they might not really have understood like they do at the end. So it's a bit unfair, isn't it? Exactly. And I think, yes, especially for the kids who are kind of short-term planners, you know, like you say, the ones that thought, okay, I'm just going to study really hard for the last two months and then, you know, I'll, I'll just get through and do it. And I think maybe that's more of a boy thing as well. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to say that, but certainly that's been my experience. Um, there are a lot of boys who are a bit yeah. more, well, I can only speak for myself, but I was a bit of a last minute, chuck it together. Uh, oh my God, the exam's in a week's time. <laughs> yeah. And then I do very well in the exam. But actually, you know, two, a month before the exam, you'd have said, this guy's not going to do so well. So that is a bit unfair. So, okay, so you're all at home then. How's that yeah. been all, all together? Because... Some people describe it as being just a very long extended summer holidays from school and other people describe it as hell. So well, on the spectrum, where do you find it? Well, I guess it's, it's been okay because um, both my husband and I work from home. So we're used to being, you know, in the same office. Uh, obviously now the kitchen table is, is where my daughter is. My son, now that he doesn't have to do the school anymore, you know, he's kind of wherever he is all over the place. Um, but at the moment, I'm talking to you in my living room, because, uh, which is also our exercise room. Right. Um, so, you know, I mean, we're just making it work. Great. Okay. And what about the, the website, the blog that you run? So sugarfreelondoner.com is one of the largest, most popular, I'd say, probably recipe low-carb websites in the world. Uh, is it getting busier over lockdown? Yes. Yeah, so I've had uh, lots more views, um, especially... Um, on uh, sweet recipes and baking recipes. Uh, so yeah. you know, people, people go crazy about bread. I mean, you know, I mean, I've, I've tried for weeks trying to get hold of um, yeast, which was almost impossible. And I found some on Etsy in the end. Um, and, uh, and also baking powder, not, not easy yeah. to get. 
I mean, you know, I don't bake with with wheat, but I have friends, you know, obviously tell me, oh, I can't get my, you know, wheat flour anywhere anymore. You know, we haven't got that kind of problem. So I'm almond flour, we're still good to get, right? <laughs> Could you get eggs? Because um, I've heard that's been a bit of a difficult thing to get in some places. Eggs was tricky for a while, but I now have, um, I have my Ocado nailed down and I sort of booked two weeks in advance for like two weeks each. So I've, I've got them all, you know, I've got them all set up and then I just sort of edit like a few days before the booking. So I get exactly what I need. But as you know, supermarkets limit eggs, you know, so we yeah, have a family yeah. of four, we eat a lot of eggs. And then you have to make sure that you try to get your two, you know, your two packs of 10 or whatever that lets you have. Yeah, that's, yes. that's tricky, isn't it? I mean, we, we found that some, some supermarkets here in Cambridge just completely ran out of everything. It was incredible. And, you know, the first mm. few weeks I was like, this is pretty, pretty grim because you can't get essentials like the toilet roll crisis. Then we've had eggs are still a big problem here. Like you go into the supermarkets and you just see yeah. uh, quail eggs, duck eggs, really, I've really tried expensive duck eggs yeah, yes, I, I've tried yeah. them too. They're really yeah. nice, aren't they? I must admit. <laughs> They're I think pretty good. <laughs> we're, we're basically the more adventurous uh, egg eaters. It seems like most people don't eat those, um, so we're getting them at least. But they're really expensive. There's a, you know, a blue chicken egg they've got because nobody else will eat it. So we've tried to reinvent that in our house. They're now called Elsa eggs. You know, Elsa are frozen. And my four-year-old daughter absolutely loves that. She thinks it's magical. Um, and apart from that, the duck eggs, I think we said were like uh, magic eggs as well. So she thinks it's pretty cool. So we've kind of, we're winning. We really are. Um, <laughs> right. I just want to say then, so we talk recipes on these five minute catch-ups and if I may be as bold, I, I just thought I'd share something with you if you're interested of and, course. and also it's going to help me. So there's very much a selfish motive here. Uh, now some people who know me well will know that I'm a Christmas pudding addict and I absolutely adore the stuff. On the last two Christmases, I've not had Christmas pudding. Um, I tried your recipe off your website for the Christmas pudding. Mm -hmm. of, of course, that was one of the first things I did. I think I found your website in August and then I had a Christmas pudding in August. Um, and I liked it a lot, but I think I've got something which might just make it even more Christmassy. And show me, show me. This is, this is for the video people who can see this. Uh, this is my candied orange peel, um, oh. or candied orange peel, should I say. And I make this, uh, so these are uh, organic oranges, but if you don't use organic, you can always use uh, waxed oranges and then boil them, uh, drain the water, and then sort of clean them again. But I find it's best with organic without the wax on because obviously it's a lot cleaner. Uh, I then use sweeteners like erythritol and stevia um, in the actual kind of water. It's probably... A bag of four oranges, you probably use about 75 grams of erythritol and a scoop of stevia. You can also use other sweeteners, whatever people want to use. You then kind of cook it down over about four or five hours on a lowish heat so you want to burn them. Um, and then I've got these kind of tiered cooling racks, which then I set up and my house smells amazing when I'm making this. Uh, and it's all there just drying nicely in the sun or, you know, drying nice and slowly and, and it becomes this kind of nice um, sort of soft, peel then i chopped that up and put it on my chocolate orange brownie but i thought mm. for the christmas pudding i mean the smell i know this isn't i good, bet uh, i want to i want to be in your kitchen right now it's amazing it's amazing it smells incredible um so that's my little recipe if anyone's interested in that or if, if you want to use it in your christmas pudding uh, i'm going to use it in mine this year that's for sure um but anyway i was going to ask then katrin do you have any recipe that you would like to share with us or uh, a meal that you've cooked during lockdown well, I think we all need a bit of a treat during during lockdown. So um, I think it's got to be pancakes. And uh, in my opinion, pancakes are not just for weekends. They should be for the entire week. 
I love that. And, um, and you can make pancakes, you know, with coconut flour, with almond flour. So I've got like a, a, a really super simple almond flour pancake recipe on my website. And it's basically cream cheese, almond flour and eggs. Lovely. And, then, you know, if you, want, if you want a bit of sweetener, you put a bit of sweetener in. But you don't have to. You don't need baking powder. You can put it in if you, if you, if you want them big and fluffy or not. And that's, that's literally it. And the great thing is, you know, you can, you can freeze them. So if you sort of, you know, put them next to each other, put them in the freezer until they're solid. And then you can just put them in a bag and then you can have like an entire bag of pancakes. You can have it ready for the whole week. And then, you know, if you want a couple of pancakes, just stick them in the toaster. You oh, know, because look, pancakes are quite small. You know, that's yeah, the nice thing yeah. about them. So, you know, they're handy, little, they fit in the toaster. And, uh, you know, microwave if you want. Um, and then, you know, and then you're done. And then you've got your treat. Love it. Absolutely gorgeous. And I suppose you could have strawberries and double cream. You could have lots of lovely things on that, couldn't you? Yeah. Anything um, from yogurt to bacon, if you, you know, or, or savory. I was going to say savory that. pancake and put some cheese on top. And, you know, you can even use a sandwich bread. You know, just put anything in the middle that you've got in the fridge. Gorgeous. I, I kind of find that... Um, I, I don't eat pancakes with um, savory things. I know that's kind of more common to do elsewhere in the world, but actually that'd be gorgeous, wouldn't it? I'm just thinking with yeah. some like um, beef or lamb in there, a bit of cream cheese, some like, you, you know, I mean, you could chives. even like spice them, you know, if you want it. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So I'm going to try that in that case. Um, is there <laughs> anything else you want to recommend as well? Because I think it'd be, it'd be criminal of me to not try and get as much out of you as I can in terms of food ideas, because you're going to save my weekend. So any, <laughs> any other food recipe you recommend? I mean, I mean, I can recommend any, you know, recipe from my website, but uh, for sort of everyday uh, cooking, I would say, you know, make yourself three salads that you, that you have in the fridge, you know, make yourself a coleslaw or something like that, because it stays good for a few days or some, some, some kale and you make it into a salad, you know, some raw kale, because that also keeps well. Oh, roast yourself a, you know, roast yourself a chicken, you know, just use some, some tarragon and, you know, some garlic and just salt and pepper, olive oil. And that's you the know, nice then, thing, isn't it? These things are, you know, they're just, so easy. Yeah, it's real food. A little bit it? of white wine in it if you want, or, or some, some stock, you know, and it makes the most gorgeous chicken. And then you have like food, you know, I always make like two, you know, yeah. so then you have like food for, for a few days, you make a chicken soup with a, you know, with a, with the bones and, um, you know, I think it's all about sort of planning ahead so you don't sort of stuck, so you're not stuck for something. And then you're like, oh, what am I going to eat? And then you end up eating the wrong thing. Yeah, I think that's true. I think especially with families, it's really good to cook ahead, isn't it? So, you know, we find that actually, uh, you know, like roast lamb or, you know, like this. Oh, hang on. The alarm's gone. That's the uh, alarm you chose. But I just want to say this, <laughs> like, you know, like roast shoulder or roast sort of lamb leg. Um, it feeds us for a week. And I, I kind of find that you know, by this time of the week, we're now just doing this on Monday, and we I think we roasted it on Thursday or Wednesday last week. We're now going to chop it down uh, and use it for kind of stews and stuff, and then it goes exactly. that much further. Or even sort of, you know, freeze half, put it in the freezer, you know, because everywhere's going to, after two, three days, they're going to be like, oh, we don't want to eat that anymore. You know, so put it away for a few days, bring it back out, and they'll be like, oh, wow, yeah, yummy. Yeah, it's new and fresh Got again. Yeah. Lamb stew, you know, really nice. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much for today, Catherine. Um, if you want to go and check out her website, she's sugarfreelondoner.com. And I think on, on Twitter and Instagram and everything, you're Sugarfree Londoner, is that right? That's correct. Excellent. Go and check out her bits and bobs. And also, if anyone uh, is going to make that Christmas pudding or any other recipe, why don't you share the pictures? Because I think that's always nice to see, isn't it? It must be very weird doing what you do because it's a bit like this podcast, actually. You're making something that you kind of put out into the world. And sometimes you don't actually know the impact it's having until someone writes to you and tells you, oh, I love this episode on XYZ, and you think, oh, people are listening. In your case, it must be similar. 
you hand out these recipes, there must be hundreds of thousands of people you don't even hear from who are really loving the food. So always send back pictures. I think that's important, isn't it? And let let her know how you got on with the recipe. Yeah, it's the best. Like I get them on Facebook. And there's some and also when people then sort of change the recipe and add their own, you know, their own note to it and their own spices, their own bits. And it's so interesting to hear. You know, great. It's, it's great. It's so, it's doing something creative, I think, is one of the most rewarding things you can ever do, isn't it? That's why I Absolutely. feel too about baking. Okay, Catherine, you have a lovely time. And um, I don't know what's happening with lockdown now. Hopefully things are easing a little bit and it's all safe still. Um, mm. And I'm sure we'll meet in person one day. Uh, and hopefully you can come back on the podcast with a new um, candied orange uh, Christmas pudding recipe. Yeah, next time, would... next time we'll be eating Christmas pudding together. I love that. I'll take I'll take that <laughs> offer. Definitely. All right. Take care All right. then. Take bye. care. All right. Bye. Bye.